Hey, thank you for tuning in to KingCast. If this is your first time, this is a faith-based podcast where Colton and Barry wrestle through some of life's toughest questions, the ones you may be thinking but not asking. So join us in the conversation and subscribe now. So this is KingCast and uh, glad you could join us. We want to continue on uh, our conversation that we started last week, and we called it Back to the Basics. And uh, we were just talking about how it seems with this pandemic, it is forcing believers to kind of look at what they're called to do in a different light. Because we can't just invite people to church anymore or mm-hmm. Bible studies so much anymore. And, you know, we're always praying that this is changing in the near future. Yeah. But right now, last week, we looked at, you know, believers have to now become the one-on-one ministers. They're the ones that have to one-on-one pray with somebody. They're the ones that have to one-on-one lay hands on somebody. Uh, They're the ones that have to share the testimonies uh, that God's done in their lives uh, with people one-on-one rather than uh, bringing them to a larger group somewhere else because we just can't do it anymore. And so we left uh, last last week, we left off with uh, Dan uh, suggesting, and I think it was a really good idea, what are some practical things that we can do and how we can do it? And I think just before we get started, uh, Colton's going to read Matthew uh, 20:28, and uh, yeah, just see how Jesus looked at it. Yeah. Um, for even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. Yeah, and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I always say, man, if Jesus walked on the earth when I walked... I would think everybody should be serving him. Yeah. <laughs> and really that word uh, in, in the King James minister, and it's where we get the word deacon from in a church where the deacons do things in the church. And Jesus is really saying, I didn't even come to be served by the deacons of the church or by the deacons of anybody else, but I came to serve. Mm-hmm. I, can, I came to serve them, actually, yeah. is what really he's saying. And so we see this pattern that Jesus created, or this really this is what ministry should be, is where we are out serving discipleship, we bring in a missional community, and I think Colton and Dan are just going to, you know, talk a little bit about what a missional community is, what discipleship is, and then we'll talk about those three practical things. Mm-hmm. And these are big topics, and lots of discussion around, I mean, just in the church history, what is discipleship, and and who disciples, and is it a group, Is it does it happen inside the church, is it the fivefold ministry, and I just think if discipleship is left up to the fivefold ministry of what what is that, maybe 20% of the body? Mm-hmm. And Dan was if. just saying this, if that, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a lot of work for those people. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't think that um, discipleship was just left for a group. And there's multiple verses to, to go with that. And maybe Dan has a verse right now, uh, Mark 16, I think. Yeah. Sorry, just did Matthew here. Um, I love the Great Commission. Kind of Matthew 28, 19 is a famous one, but also Mark 16. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really good. Jesus says to all of his guys, all of his followers, his disciples, the people who are going after him, walking in his footsteps, doing life with him for the prior three and a bit years. He says this, go into the world, go everywhere and announce, proclaim the message of God's good news, the gospel, to one and all. Whoever believes and is baptized is saved. Whoever refuses to believe is damned. 
So Jesus, like we just go back to this. Are we preaching the gospel and making disciples? Are we going out or is that, is that just the pastor's job? Is that just the evangelist job? And I would say they're gifted in the office of equipping us. We'll get into Ephesians 4 in a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think it's a part of all of our call to be missional. Whether your gifting is evangelism, prophecy, apostleship, you know, teacher, pastor. So, mm-hmm. And you guys like your groups to be called uh, missional communities, even rather than a house church. You, you, you like that terminology. And yeah. so missional community, in your mind, you define that as yeah. going out and... Yeah, missional implies a going, a doing something, um, stepping out, uh, finding your your mission mm-hmm. like um not everyone's mission is the same and we get that and we always say this i think it's good for every person to have their own personal mission statement and so mine and dan's is to um to be available to start or strengthen a relationship with jesus with anyone that's our own personal one And then inside of our missional communities, we have a mission statement, which is to invite, to equip, and to multiply. And inside of those, we have um, a bunch of things, inviting relationship with Jesus, inviting people, inviting questions, equipping to read, pray, teach, evangelize, uh, multiplying, uh, getting outside of this group and bringing others in so that people have a chance to grow into leadership and disciples have a chance to new disciples have a chance to come in and learn under leadership Mm -hmm. and and then so that's our missional community but then we understand that on a missional community night where we have 20 people sitting in a living room that each person then has a mission on their life that god has given them specifically uh talks about the different parts of the body that the eye can't say he wishes he was the nose and the nose Mm -hmm. can't say he wishes the hand You've been given a specific role in ministry and God's placed that on your heart. And so we, we identify that. What is your mission? What can you do? Right. And is that always connected to what people's interests are? Like not everybody is going to go downtown Red Deer and work with the homeless people yeah. because they're just uncomfortable maybe doing that. And I'm not saying they should never do it, but yeah. maybe once, yeah. but do they look for something else then is that what you're saying um i do believe there's certain commands take care of the orphan take care of the widows Mm -hmm. um he says to go out serve the homeless um and and so there are certain things that all of us should be doing right um i think if you are just an introvert and you say oh i'm not comfortable talking to people um so that's not my thing um, is the same as pulling out certain things in the fruit of the spirit and going, well, I just love well and mm-hmm. kindness isn't my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait a second, yeah. you need that. Can we get rid of patience? <laughs> yeah, uh, can you get rid of patience. <laughs> Long suffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, what I would encourage people is don't just say that that's not my thing. And this is what we try to do in missional community is provide avenues in all of them. Mm-hmm. So that people have an opportunity to test the waters and find where they fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so people might think me and Dan are just evangelists. And when we say go and do outreach, they hear 
go and walk up to a stranger on the sidewalk and talk to him about Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's not what we mean. We may do that, mm-hmm. and and we may invite people into that because we think it's a healthy way to to go. Have you done this before? To mature. Do you, mm-hmm. do, to mature. To learn. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Do you feel like you know how to share the gospel with someone who? Yeah. Just do you do you feel like you could start a conversation with someone out of nowhere about Jesus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get more into that too, even tools that we use. Um, but yeah, a missional community is is finding God's call in your life, and it may look like something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Right now, we're really trying to um, um, encourage a, a woman in our missional community who's an artist and she loves to paint and she she feels like she has the gift of interpretation and that she even prays and asks the lord what she should paint and then she gets an interpretation for it and we're going that is great who can you invite into that with you not other believers yes some other believers because you should we um you should be able to paint a vision to these believers of how we're going to reach unbelievers through art. But the goal is to invite other artists, other people that may be far from God and bring an aspect of the gospel of Jesus, of evangelism through your thing. Yeah. That's the making disciples part. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Colton, why don't you flip to Ephesians four? We'll just talk about like the fivefold ministry again a little bit. And I'll just I would say this, what we want to do in missional communities is equip and train, give people tools so that when you're in your specific outreach, whether it's walking the streets, going up to a stranger, whether it's a motorcycle club, whether it's whatever, how do we take the normal everyday mundane conversation and point it to Christ, Mm -hmm. point it to the gospel? And my experience growing up in the church was I was told to do that, encouraged to do that, but I actually felt like I didn't get any tangible, practical tools mm. how to take that normal combo into a God-centered combo, and that's what we want to kind of help out today. So, Colton, what are the what are the offices of the fivefold ministry? So, uh, Ephesians four, starting eleven, mm-hmm. um, and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers. This is the this is the key part I want you to hear. All of the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. Mm-hmm. As they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Yeah, so good. To do their own works. Yeah. To do. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you go, no yeah. matter what you're a part of, is it breakfast? Is it playing cards? Is it painting? Is it, you know, evangelism in the typical sense? Yeah. Do you know how to point people to Jesus? And that's, we want to role play a couple, three tools that we teach and we use and we want to ingrain into people. Yeah. So that you can just say, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. just jump into it. Yeah, yeah so this like, is when you approach somebody with what in which yeah. however you approach somebody. Yeah, yeah, I feel like before I I maybe had an understanding of the gospel. If if someone was to say what is the gospel, I would probably just give the Sunday school answer and be like, uh, Jesus, <laughs> die for us. Yeah. Uh, 
And, and then if I was then encouraged to go out and share with someone, I felt like I needed to, I felt like a robot. I felt like I had to have these scriptures memorized and then walk up to someone and be like, has your heart been circumcised? And they're like, what? <laughs> like if it wasn't coming straight out of the Bible, it wasn't me sharing the gospel with yeah. them. Have you died to yourself yet? Yeah. Like all these weird things, the like cliche things that we want to say that are truth and they're good. But how do you bring Jesus in, like Dan said, into the mundane, into the normal as, and, and not scare people as like, wow, these guys are crazy. This is a cult. <laughs> Um, yeah, the three things we talked about last week were these are three practical tool, tools that we use with neighbors, family members, strangers. Yeah. So the one being prayer, second being the three circles, actually sharing the gospel in like two minutes or less. And the third being, uh, we call it the 15 second testimony. So we'll jump into that, but let's let's go into... I would start with three prayer. circles. Yeah, sure. Because hey. I, like I just said... If, if you don't have an understanding of what the gospel is mm-hmm. first, um, it can be awkward to come in yeah. and do and, and share that. Yeah. So, okay, we've talked to people on the sidewalk. This is how it starts. Me and Colton will role play this. Hey, man, how's it going? Nice day? Not bad. Yeah, good. <laughs> hey, this, is, this might sound really crazy to you, but um, I love Jesus. He changed my life. And uh, just wondering, do you know the gospel? Um, like God? No, like the gospel of Jesus. I think sometimes we have a weird uh, conception about God or the church, but like, what's the gospel? Um, I actually don't, I don't know. I just thought it was God or Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So here's a, an aside. If they say yes, it's awesome. Cause then you say, okay, share it with me. If they say no, it's your chance to share. Either way you get a chance to share. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, resume. Here's the gospel as far as I, I know it. Uh, would you agree that the world's broken today? Yeah. Why? What do you see? Oh, man, like famine, corruption, um, I, divorce, mm-hmm. uh, sickness, yeah. war. Yeah, addiction, addiction. coronavirus, depression, yeah. depression, greed. Greed. Yeah, the list literally goes on and on, man. Yeah. But what if I told you God actually didn't make it that way? What mm-hmm. if I told you when he began this thing, he had a perfect plan in order. There was perfection in relationships between us and him and between us and creation, the animals, the earth, the planet, all of it. And uh, we did our own thing. Adam and Eve actually messed up. They decided, I think I know better than God. Mm-hmm. So what they did, the Bible calls that sin. And it's a crazy selfish word for missing the mark or not a selfish word, but a word for doing your own thing. Yeah. And so, so we got removed from this perfection and this is where it's got us mm-hmm. into all those things you just listed and the world's broken. Um, and we try to fix those things. We try to self-medicate. We try addiction, numb the pain, make money, be in relationships. And guess what? They don't fix it. We can never fix ourselves. Mm. So God in his goodness, in his perfection, he sent the answer. And his name was Jesus and he lived on the earth and he walks, he walked amongst us and he actually took our punishment, took our sin and our shame on, on the cross, on his own body. He died, he resurrected to give us new life. And the Bible says, if you believe, if you confess that Jesus is who he says he was, 
you are restored. You are brought back into relationship, into that perfect harmony with God, with, with humanity. Um, and all you have to do is repent. Repent and be baptized, it says in the New Testament. So after you do that, you confess Jesus as Lord. You say, I want to follow you my whole life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, you are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. So sir, if I asked you today, does that make sense? What world would you say you're living in right now? I'd say I'm living in a broken world. Are you okay with that? Would you want to make that change? Does the gospel make a bit of sense to you right now? I would like to make that change. And then you literally can just say, hey, repeat after me. Let's, let's do this thing together. Let's, it's not a sinner's prayer. It's, it's a repentance. It's a confession mm-hmm. and a belief in we, the cross. Um, we've seen in the three circles um, that that's that whole broken world, God's world, Jesus world, tying them all three together is the gospel. We've seen in that conversation, people go from, whoa, I just thought God was sat in heaven and wanted to bonk me on the head with a hammer. And, oh, I just thought Jesus did this thing. And when you bring all three in time together in a picture of the gospel, it leaves, we, we've talked to the hardest of people who go, oh, that makes sense. It's not just going to church and like yeah. doing all these good things or re- repenting or confessing to a priest. No, no, it's Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, you can watch that on YouTube. Um, I didn't say things perfectly, but guess what? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've never said it perfectly and none of us have perfect theology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's trying and practicing. Practice with your spouse or your friend or even mm-hmm. your pastor. Um, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. The more familiar you are with that tool. And it's really cool. Um, we draw it out usually. And just that visualization for a lot of people helps them. Yeah. So we'll just jump right into number two. Yeah. Um, number two is, I mean, you can use this anywhere because it is simply just asking a question and it's harmless and it lets people dialogue with you right where they're at. And so I did this yesterday at the dollar store with the cashier mm-hmm. as she's talking to me. And she asks me a question about why I'm buying this thing. And I say, well, I'm actually part of this missional community group. And we try to serve people in our community um, because we love Jesus. Where are you at with God? Mm -hmm. That's how simple it is. Where are you at with God? Mm -hmm. Me and Barry have done this golfing with a guy. Mm -hmm. He's sitting there smoking. And and we, um, as he's lighting up a cigarette, hey, hey, man, how you doing? Hey, what are your thoughts on God? Oh man. And they just open up. They all have thoughts on him. So here's the next part. Don't be offended by the way they respond, Mm -hmm. but listen, listen to what's strong in them and not what's wrong in them. And by, and by that meaning, like don't focus on their sin and then go right for, well, you need to do this, this, and this. Quit smoking. You better quit smoking. (laughs) Start asking them questions. Oh man. So how did you grow up in the church? Mm -hmm. What was your experience? Did your parents believe what, what led you to the Lord? It leads to so many other questions, but you got to be willing to not be offended by the answer you Mm -hmm. might get. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think it's key. I believe when we pray, we're inviting the supernatural into the natural, right? Holy Spirit is with you. If there's two or three believers gathered, Holy Spirit is with you. 
Um, so even if you're by yourself, offer to pray, hey, what's your experience with God? Could I pray for you for anything right now? Mm-hmm. If you could ask God for a miracle, yeah. if you believed he was real in this instance, what would you ask him for? Mm-hmm. And the key for us is don't just say, okay, I'll go home and pray for you. Right there on yeah. the spot, invite them into yeah. that holy supernatural communion with Almighty God. Yeah. And pray. They might they might not ever be in the presence of God yeah. but that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an amazing privilege that you can usher them into the throne room of heaven yeah. via your prayer. Yeah. How many people we've seen that say, Yeah, I could use prayer for something. They say it and in their mind they're expecting you to go home and pray for it. Mm-hmm. But when you stop and take this time to just hear them and then pray for it on the spot, you have no idea how many people break down in that mm. moment, start weeping, start, whoa, I I felt I feel different. I feel something. I, I didn't expect you to do that right now. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, because the Holy Spirit's in that moment. And so he wants to, to use it. That's yeah. a yeah. perfect time to use Jesus it. Jesus promised he'd be in the midst of that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I would just say this. I think in the church growing up, I, uh, the enemy told me a lie that I believe for a long time. Nobody wants prayer. Nobody wants to hear the gospel. But when you care about the person, it comes from the heart of the Father. Most That's people true. will accept prayer. Yeah. Most people, even if they're if they say they're atheist, even for yeah. some reason they'll still. Maybe it's to humor us, but it's an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. to just pray for them right then. Yeah. Um, another tool we like to use, and I'll wrap it up because we're going over time, but uh, we call it the 18-second testimony. And so uh, what I love about this one is it's two things about where you were at um, before God and then two things of where you're at after God. Let's role play it. So um, I come up to Dan, and he's... Uh, Whatever. He's working in a lumber yard, we'll say. Mm. And I say, hey, man, um, I don't know if you know God or anything or Jesus or what your thoughts are on him. Um, but before I knew Jesus, I was in depression and um, and I was scared. Mm. Uh, but then Jesus got a hold of my life and G- and he changed it. And now I I have joy and I actually have hope. Mm-hmm. Is that something you would like? Yeah. That's how, oh, man, I'm so tired right now. I hate coming to work. I hate my job. I feel like there is no future for me. Yeah. And so then from there, you just go back into the question. Where are you at with God? Yeah, you can bring up three circles. Bring up three point. circles. You can sure pray for them at that point. And so it's about, a lot of it is just hearing the person. So if Dan, if I'm in this lumber yard with Dan and he's complaining and he's going, he's, I'm already hearing him grumbling about something. I can go, I remember a time in my life Mm -hmm. where I was depressed and hopeless, Mm -hmm. but then Jesus. Yeah. And I had joy and peace. Is that something you'd like? Yeah. Even the miracle question that we ask, if God could do a miracle for you today, what would that look like? It seems like a loaded question and we get lots of different responses, but it's about hearing the person and, and then relating it either to something, an experience you've had, an experience you've read in the Bible, an experience of someone else's testimony that you know. So even when you get the most ridiculous thing, and we hear this, this is probably 
60% of the time. If God could do a miracle for you today, what would that look like? To win the lottery. Mm -hmm. Here's the next question. So do you need money right now in your yeah, life? Come on. Yeah, I do actually. I, I need, and if I won the lottery, that helped. I remember a time in my life where I needed money. Yeah. And I cried out to the Lord and he gave yeah. me a job yeah. and things started to happen. Yeah. Is that something you would like? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you took their joking answer yeah. to a serious spot mm -hmm. of where, what they actually meant behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. So yeah. Um, he can YouTube pretty much all of those. These aren't our tools. A good friend of ours from Manitoba taught us three or four years ago. And I would just say, as somebody who grew up in the church, left the church, came back to being a disciple, a follower of Jesus, uh, these tools have changed my confidence in uh, approaching anybody and just saying, what could I pray for you for today? Um, if God could do a miracle, do you know the gospel? Those three or four tools are so helpful in our missional communities. So we hope they bless you guys today. Um, try it. Try it with a friend. Practice those things. Start with, can I pray for you? And actually pray for them. You won't have all the right words. You won't get it right. But you'll be glorifying God in your obedience doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's not always the stranger. You might be starting your missional community in, like you said, the painting or mm -hmm. maybe the golfing group. Mm -hmm. or And you can use those same tools. There. Exactly. Because, yeah. The, and, they, and they'd be people you know. Yeah. They'd yeah. be unbelievers that maybe you've worked with or people who you're not yeah. sure what they know about God, so they've come to your group and you use those same three. Yeah, that's really circles. good. Don't just hear... Yeah. When me and Dan speak, we, we often speak <laughs> on strangers because that's that's our... We're, we walk in evangelism. But it these are amazing tools. If you have unbelieving family members Rebel, yeah, to just start conversation with yeah. them. Yeah, I would say this too. Sometimes I feel like it's so awkward. You've known somebody for 15 years. You've never mentioned your faith. You've never talked about Jesus. And the enemy wants to tell you, you can't bring it up now. It's too late. Mm -hmm. So here's what I would encourage you to do. Say, hey, we've never talked about this, but I'm, I'm a Christian. And I actually just saw this really cool thing or I heard this thing on a podcast. Could I share the gospel with you? And just mm -hmm. go for it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't let the enemy get into your head to say it's too late. You can't do it. You messed it up. That sounds, that's what he's up to. But Jesus says, come, follow, listen, obey. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just wanted to leave you with this podcast because we are going to take a couple of months and just uh, take a break for the summer. And so we thought this is a really good one to leave you guys with and something to give you, something to give you to practice on and to do uh, during the uh, during the summer and like i said we'll take a little bit of break we're we're going to be back with season two um of these podcasts and revamp them a little bit but uh yeah just wanted to let you know that and uh yeah let me pray yeah. father just want to thank you for all the things that you've accomplished father not only through us but through others out there father and believers we just want to thank you father for uh, the ability and the boldness to be able to step out and share the gospel to be able to step out and pray for somebody to be able to step out and give a testimony, Lord. I just want to pray and ask for boldness, Lord, that utterance will be given unto us, that we'd be able to speak boldly, just mm -hmm. as the apostles prayed for themselves, Lord. We pray for ourselves, and we pray for the audience, Lord, that yeah. they would have boldness, Lord. Yeah. I thank you for opportunities. I thank you that opportunities are seen easily, that when we see these opportunities, we're bold to take them. Mm -hmm. Father, we just want to thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory for everything that you're doing. 
Thank you for our communities. Mm -hmm. Thank you that we can impact our communities. Yeah. In your name. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Be blessed.